Collateral Creatives was created and hosted by XN Radio. If you wish to get in touch with either me or Austin, feel free to leave us an email at ccmoody22 at gmail.com. We love getting feedback and requests for future episodes, so we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for your listenership and enjoy the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Collateral Creatives, the show where we go into content that's not necessarily Christian in hopes of finding some sort of gospel message or some aspect of God that we can take away from it. I'm your host, Austin Murphy, and I'm once again joined by my lovely co-host, Cheyenne Wyatt. And today we're going to be going into, I mean, we've had a couple very serious topics. <laughs> I mean, we only talked about life itself. Yeah, and then and then it was, week. I, I, for, I forgot what our previous episode after that was, like before that was. Um, uh, oh, John Green. John Green, yeah. Well, How could you forget John Green? Uh easily i guess but <laughs> i'm hurt <laughs> project for awesome is on right now right like currently is just it? ended just ended project for awesome is over you missed your window i hope you all i think are... you can still donate you can still N- donate though. not 100 percent sure by the time this airs you can't it although you should definitely uncertain. still donate to is... pro- partners in health <laughs> Okay, everything is over, but you can still donate to good causes. There's, there's the moral, the moral of the story. Of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we talked about John Green and his escapades in life, and we also talked about life itself and how brutal it is as a movie and just in general the way that it carries itself and how we should see other people in life. So now we're going to make things so much more lighthearted and talk about Wipeout. And people getting hit by stuff. It's just the <laughs> best. Do you remember the theme song? It's one of my favorite theme songs of all time because it gets me hype. Yeah. Um so Wipeout was believe it or not, and this is this might make you feel old, 2008. It doesn't make me feel that old. And it's classified as a game show. Which like completely yeah, makes sense, but like definitely. you don't really look at it and think, yeah. It kind of has Japanese game show vibes. Well, in that's a way. mostly because it's completely inspired by Japanese game shows. Yeah. Um, one person, <laughs> I think it was the executive producer of Fear Factor, actually gave this show a lawsuit because he thought, like in his words, he said, "Wipeout is just ninety percent Fear Factor and ten percent Japanese game show." <laughs> and so he sued them because they. Is thought it was he wrong? I mean, I would. I, I would say that Wipeout is its own beast. It is. I think that it's its own beast. It's more comparable to um, Ninja Warrior. It, it That's a little closer, yeah, except without any of the physical prowess, any of the technical skills, and pretty much just the goal is to fall. <laughs> Preferably not fall, but yes. Because it'll add on to your time, of course, but like if you fall in Ninja Warrior, you're basically lost. So. Yeah, you're lost, cause. But you can win Wipeout even if you fall. This is true. And some of the games actually like are important if you fall. Like, it, like you're not going to be able to get across what do they call them the the big balls you're not able to get across those usually not like quickly it's usually just faster to swim apparently (laughs) so it's just i i think i remember strategy i remember seeing one episode where a guy didn't even try he just jumped off the side i'm like man that's tough (laughs) 
<laughs> Strategy. So, yeah, Wipeout went from 2008 to 2014 with 130 total episodes and seven seasons. And it was, I mean, I remember watching it a lot when I was a kid and kind of growing up and getting super excited about it. This was all at the same time of watching like historical documentaries and stuff. So this was the only thing that my mother was like, ah, yes, this is something that a child would be normally seen watching instead of, you know, historical dogfights of World War II. <laughs> now, this makes much more sense. I'm happy about this. Um, they had those special events every now and then, such as the Winter Wipeout, the Spring Wipeout, the Summer Wipeout, Total Wipeout USA. Um, now, it's called USA because uh, in the UK, a year after Wipeout launched, uh, hosted by... It's one of the guys from Top Gear, I think. Uh, Top Gear is so good. It's really good. Their, their hosts are amazing. Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's Richard Hammond. Okay, Hammond. Yeah. He... Uh, He's one of the hosts for Total Wipeout, which was their rendition of it. And it's apparently just as funny, if not funnier, uh, because they're all about uh, some form of slapstick in the UK. Yeah. But uh, apparently the US one-upped it with Total Wipeout USA. So it was just all about who can, you know, pummel people the most without actually hurting them. (laughs) That was the whole goal of the show. Yeah. I never really watched it that much like if it was on and there was nothing else I would watch it but I've never really been that into watching videos or TV shows that are based on other people getting hurt so or, that's the thing they're not getting hurt they're well, fine. I or just like potentially getting injured like I don't find like the physical humor does it make you cringe uh, not like to the point of cringing. I just like it's not as interesting as other stuff. I like situational humor a lot more. Well, when I say cringe, I mean specifically like whenever we were we were watching some of the clips, like some a few clips from the show before we got on, like we usually do. We like to get references before we talk on the show. Yeah. And one of the clips, some lady landed wrong, and she like bent her whole back completely backwards like foot up to her head sort of oh you mean like that sympathy pain where you're like uh yeah and and you you cringed at that one (laughs) well just because it looked like she broke her neck (laughs) (laughs) but then she's just sort of just like i'm good people aren't supposed to bend like their barbie doll well hey if you're gonna i mean if anyone's gonna be able to bend like that it's definitely gonna be what looked like a yoga instructor true (laughs) they got a lot of yoga instructor dance that's probably on purpose. Gymna- you know, malleable. True. Malleable. <laughs> <laughs> malleable meat for the fodder. Exactly. They uh, they always would pick out like these really big dudes, either by fat or by muscle, and then have them in there. <laughs> or they would have these really small women that are really yeah. uh, bendable. And so they don't get fast. broken. <laughs> and fast. But I do. So, like I said, I've never really been that into this specific genre of humor every once in a while like something will strike me as really funny like in the compilation video that we were watching there was that one lady who got like stuck between the turning uh sticks and she just like kept going back like a plinko machine (laughs) like that's funny i don't i think most people would laugh at that one i do have like the one specific memory of like we were going on a field trip in like second or third grade Mm -hmm. and I was like climbing into the van 
that whoever's mom was driving, I don't remember whose mom <laughs> it was, but you know, all the girls were getting in the one van, all the guys in the other. I went to a really small school. <laughs> so that's, you know, our class could fit into like two or three vans. Mm-hmm. And one of the girls had brought her like 3DS and she had the wipeout game <laughs> in it. Uh. And so like the sound of the theme song was like playing like as I was climbing into the van. <laughs> and so like we took turns like passing it around and so like that's one of my like fondest memories of Wipeout was actually the video game yeah you know that's the sad thing though that game was not really well received it was not like it was a terrible game (laughs) and that's that's the funny thing though there was a game that I remember playing as a kid that wasn't Wipeout but it was pretty much Wipeout inspired it was this game made specifically for Xbox 360 because Xbox 360 had this age for a little while where you could make your own indie games and then publish them on the Xbox store and it would go in unfiltered. Like you could download whatever you want, you could play whatever games you want. It was up to the players to report games that either weren't appropriate or weren't good. Mm-hmm. And Doritos got in on this and they made two games, Doritos Crash Course and Doritos Crash Course 2. You got to play as your Xbox 360 avatar and you had to go through these like obstacle course stages. And it was on a 2D plane like Sonic, Mario, etc. And you pretty much had to just get from the start to the finish as fast as possible without getting slammed by hammers or crushed by mallets or blah, 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 blah. And it was sort of aesthetically, it looked very similar to Wipeout. Mm -hmm. And that's why it was so much fun. Doritos Crash Course 2 introduced multiplayer as well, and that was hilarious. And I specifically remember letting my mom play uh, Crash Course 2. And that introduced one of our current favorite inside jokes, which is uh, going, go buddy, go, go buddy, go, go buddy, go, (laughs) because she would be playing as this character and the floor would be dropping out behind her. And so you hit the sprint button, which is very limited. If you use it too long, your character will trip and you'll have a second where you you can't stand up or move, which is not good to do on dropping platforms. So yeah. she's just running. She's like, go, buddy, go, go, buddy, go, go, buddy, go. And she tried to get to the end. And so I think this whole idea of putting people in situations where you know they're not going to get hurt, like they're going to be fine. They obviously have, if anyone were to get hurt, it would obviously have like some sort of medical professional on site to take care of the problem. But Wipeout never had an injury. It never had anything. They were complete, like in terms of legal they were solid they they set up that show perfectly so many pads so much water <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. it was perfect the only i think the only irritation that some of the people got were the uh, all the soap like all all that soap was uh, too much for a lot yeah, of the people <laughs> like, i would just think your eyes and your mouth would hurt <laughs> and like it wouldn't taste good cuz like you said like there's soap there's mud there's Mm -hmm. the water that you're falling into like your eyes close automatically just by reflex but it's still Mm -hmm. no fun (laughs) but i mean it would have been completely worth it because thinking about the show itself like you're playing for cash prize like a big cash cash prize i don't actually remember exactly how much money you're playing for i I, if i remember correctly yeah fifty thousand dollars i was right Mm. so you're playing for fifty thousand dollars and i think that's totally worth getting battered around by obstacle courses for a little while especially since some of them was really fun and actually really funny thing is that wipeout kind of inspired a whole generation of games that we're kind of seeing these days going back into the video game world there was a period where this we had two games on top of the world in i think like 2020 i want to say that was among us 
everyone loved it. It's that whole idea of... It's basically, uh, for those of you who played Mafia in real life, it's basically that, but in a spaceship with astronauts. And then there's the other game, which was Fall Guys. And Fall Guys is 100 players trying to go through multiple obstacle course challenges or just various challenges, get to the end, and be the final grand prize winner. There's ragdoll physics. There's people getting battered around all over the place. You can grab other players and throw them. It's chaos, and yeah. it's pretty much wipeout without any restrictions. Yeah, I was thinking you were going to say human fall flat for whatever reason. Eh. Yeah. It's not really. And human fall flat is more of a puzzle game. Yeah, but it does kind of have that same, like, ragdoll physics idea. Oh, yeah. Ragdoll physics were, were a thing. Like, the reason why ragdoll physics became such a thing is because we started understanding how much fun it is to see the human body get thrown. Because, <laughs> like, it's just, you got people flailing, flailing around, getting tossed by things, getting pushed off of platforms. It's funny. So then we started incorporating it into video games. We started getting... Uh, certain designers that were creating entire engines that were designed to generate ragdoll physics. Uh, I think if we're going to go into some of, one of the more impressive examples, Rockstar Games, they're the, one, they're the guys that made Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. They made their own engine called the Euphoria Engine, which gives their characters realistic reactions to either getting hit by something at high speeds like if they if a rock gets thrown at them by the player they're going to react to getting hit by the rock by kind of stumbling a little bit but it's not a gener it's not like a pre-made animation it's an automatic reaction where the character will have to try to stabilize itself and then get back up on its feet and then it will be back to normal state so it's pretty interesting stuff um, but the most important thing with Wipeout is that it's not over yet. It's back, apparently, because Wipeout stopped in 2014, but then it was brought back to life in 2021 for some reason. Uh, everyone thought it was a joke because it was being launched on April 1st. <laughs> I feel like that's intentional. Yep. So uh, the first episode of the new show was called The Big Balls Are Back, Baby. And... I mean, everyone got stoked about that one because that's the iconic obstacle course, like mm -hmm. obstacle of Wipeout. And what's really fun is that one of the hosts is John Cena. <laughs> I mean, I would watch that. <laughs> See, just all of this adding up, like, in one equation for April 1st. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some of these episode names, like, for some reason, the wipe the Wipeout new season, or new series in general, I guess, has a full Wikipedia page with all of the episodes so far. I think mm -hmm. it's just because people are actually tracking it now. And some of these, some of these names are just weird. Um, <laughs> so, like, one of the most recent ones, the one that's actually releasing tomorrow, as of today's recording, we're recording this on February 28th currently, tomorrow, Swole Daddy Issues. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what I'm going to guess is that that episode is going to be about like a, a father daughter sort of thing with with muscular fathers. That's what that sounds like. That sounds like yeah, what the theme is going to be. Yeah, that sounds like the setup. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's always stuff like that though. All of the episodes have their themes. They all have their special sort of guest things. I know that when Wipeout was around back in the day, they would sometimes have cast members from other shows on the same channel show up and just be there, uh, be contestants. Which I don't know why they're playing for fifty thousand dollars. They probably made fifty thousand dollars by just being there. But <laughs> because money is nice. I mean, I will admit it is pretty fun to watch celebrities get battered around like that. 
that as well. Yes. So here's a really fun little fact, though, before we get into, believe it or not, theological application. <laughs> Is that why we're here? But I mean, I think right now it's just the funniest thing to be like, wipe out theological application. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these two things don't seem like they combine, but they do. So uh, just a really quick fun fact. Uh, Wipeout was compared to a lot of shows back whenever it was airing, especially Japanese game shows, like we said. And one of those Japanese game shows that it was compared to quite often was called Takeshi's uh, Takeshi's Castle. Yeah. So Takeshi's Castle was created by a guy named Takeshi Katano, and he is a madman in the flesh. Uh, (laughs) These days, he's kind of he's kind of old so he's just he's i mean the madness just looks even more intense because uh-huh. now he can't hide it behind a youthful lying face <laughs> it's like the picture of dorian gray where the portrait just gets more and more intense mm-hmm. he's just like that uh takeshi was a comedian whenever he was younger he was a tv host television presenter actor filmmaker author uh and most importantly uh, he was responsible for a, for creating a game called Beat Takeshi that just brutalized some of the players because it's one of the hardest games that's ever been created ever. Uh, Takeshi didn't have any problems with Wipeout whenever it was around. In fact, I don't even think he noticed it at all. He was too busy doing everything under it the sun. It was beneath him. It really was because like, <laughs> the guy has done every... like in His most popular film that most people know him from is a, is a movie called... I think it's called Battle Royale. And that, I think that was in 2000 that that was around. So it's just it's just funny that anyone was being like, oh, I can't believe that this show is just like this when... I mean, I don't really mind when a show is similar to another show. Because if we're going to compare what uh, Wipeout is like, I think that Wipeout is most similar to America's Funniest Home Videos. In a way. I think so, just because you've got the people that are narrating over these funny things happening, and... Usually on AFV, it's either funny animals or someone getting somewhat hurt. <laughs> yeah, but every once in a while, there was wholesome stuff too, wasn't there? Sometimes, but not very frequently because it's America's funniest home videos, not America's most wholesome home videos. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have wholesome things here in America. No, and wholesome <laughs> is usually hardly ever funny. It's usually just strictly wholesome or it's strictly comedy. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I, I no, yeah. I, I, can't. I don't know. There's some wholesome funny things. I think that's a good segue into the theological applicational things, if you're ready for that. I'm ready for that. Are you ready for that? Of course. I'm the one who brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the theological application that we were looking for today. Uh, we had mentioned it at the end of the previous episode. We're just going to go over it one more time. Silliness and humor are great fun, but are they too much of a distraction? What do we make of quote-unquote silly content? Because in our world, there's tons of what we could say distractions. Uh, right now, everyone's getting really excited for the new Kenobi TV show coming up that's going to be bringing back Obi-Wan Kenobi from the prequels starring Ewan McGregor. Uh, you've got a lot of movies coming up that people are super excited about. I think right now we're looking forward to a new Dune, and everyone loved Dune, so everyone's just super excited about that. But there's uh, there's always been it's not even just now there's always been the concerned section of christians especially who are worried about how much we enjoy that sort of content and how much we should be consuming in general 
through the course of this show, we've talked about all these different pieces of content that we're saying, yeah, it's okay to consume this as long as you practice collateral discernment. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But this is kind of more broad in terms of saying that there is more to this sort of content that's just simply, there are things that are very clearly not bad. Like, there's nothing that would be strictly against scripture when you're watching it. Like, Wipeout, there's really nothing to it. It's just people having a good time trying to get through an obstacle course with a money prize at the end. You could argue that it's got greed in there, but... That's a, that's kind of a, a, a sort of a thin straw you're grabbing at. So um, pretty much the conversation for today that we're going to be getting at is whether or not it is okay for Christians to get so involved with this sort of content. And if it is or if it isn't, then how do we practice the same sort of discernment that we've been talking about for so long when it's being applied to shows that don't seem like there's really anything wrong with them whatsoever? Mm-hmm. I think also just, I think another important component along with what we're about to dive into about um, just discernment and all of that good stuff is also the fact that with comedy um, and just humor in general, there's a level of wholesomeness versus harmfulness, um, kind of this is why I suggested that we needed to segue into the more theological uh, discussion. Because, like I said, there's a level of wholesome versus harmful. Um, Austin brought up how the project for Awesome uh, with John and Hank Green was this past weekend. And during the live stream, they actually had a conversation about comedy. It was between uh, Patrick Rothfuss, Brennan Mulligan, and Hank Green. So like an author, this guy who uh, does comedy stuff on the internet and a bunch of other things. And then Hank, uh, John's brother, who's an author and does so many other things on the internet as well. And so they were all just like late at night. It was like 2 a.m. for them. And they were all just sort of like having a sleepover conversation except for they were all awake about how um like the philosophy of comedy um is really interesting and i actually wrote down a quote from that because i was like this fits really well with our wipeout episode and one of them i don't remember which one it was said that harmless joy is really hard to have because most jokes and funny things are based on harm coming to others if you think about it most of the time like when we laugh at something a lot of the time it's at the expense of someone else and Another thing that they kind of explored during that same conversation was about how um, comedy is based in the subversion of expectation. And uh, Austin, if you want to jump in with either of those two thoughts, I think that's like both of those are really important for how we as Christians should approach comedy, both the a lot of the time comedy is at the expense of someone else and it's also subverting expectation Mm -hmm. 
um, if you have any input, I can continue. <laughs> um, I think that there's, uh, first of all, subversion of expectation is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's just a golden rule of comedy. If you are expecting one thing and something else happens, it's more than likely, like, that's where comedy is coming from. Your brain is just confused. Your brain expects something to happen. It doesn't happen. It happens in a really weird way or something else happens that is so beyond what you could have expected. Your brain is so confused it laughs. Yeah. And that's kind of what they talked about. Um, The one guy, he had actually studied like brain chemistry about like why people find things funny. Mm -hmm. And so they did a deep dive into that. And it was super interesting. But I think there's at times moments where people even lie to another person to try to make things funny and that's when it becomes not okay well of course there's there's a limit to what you should be doing to making to make another person laugh or to make yourself laugh because there is such a thing as indulging in your own entertainment rather than focusing on the entertainment of others that's what makes comedians so unique Mm -hmm. because comedians they make it their job to make other people laugh and it's their job to not laugh on stage if they do laugh, it's usually because something that subverted their expectations. Yeah. And so I think that, like, for the benefit of others aspect that you just brought up is what should be characteristic of Christian comedy, especially. Mm-hmm. Like, it should just be comedy in general, hopefully, if you're a good person. <laughs> but especially since, like, as Christians, we're called to love others, we should you know with subverting expectations and then with the way comedy is often based on the expense of at the expense of another person we should kind of flip that and make it where we laugh for the benefit of others and make jokes for the benefit of others and i think that's really important Mm -hmm. if we're going to love each other and support each other and it was just really interesting because I hadn't really thought about it a ton. Like, I thought about it a little bit because this episode was coming up. But that conversation um, during the live stream, I was like, oh, that's actually really helpful. <laughs> but there is a flip side. Um, you mentioned that one of the things that could be seen as bad is that comedy relies on usually the suffering of another person or pointing out the failures of another person. And that's comedy. Now, true, there are certain circumstances that are, you know, you shouldn't be pointing and laughing at somebody if they mess up. However, I mean, thinking of things like, let's say, harmless jokes or jokes where you are laughing with the person instead of at them, there are ways to alter how you tell a joke Mm -hmm. or alter your comedy, alter your humor so that you are basically harmless to another person. There are plenty of ways that you could... It's kind of like having dialogue options. You have one option here where you tell a joke and only you are going to be laughing, or you have another dialogue option that's very similar to the first one, but now both of you are laughing. Yeah, and we should choose that second one. Pretty much always. Now, practicing that skill is something else entirely. If you don't have a natural sense of comedy, a natural sense of humor, a natural knack for walking up to anyone you want and making a friend out of them then that's going to be a little bit of a more challenging thing. And if that is the case, I would honestly, it's, I mean, it's unfortunate that it's sort of like this, but I honestly would always recommend just, you know, 
lay off the humor a little bit mm-hmm. like follow by that point it's probably better to just be a follower of the room rather than trying to lead the room into a comedic direction because usually the most fun like uh, let's say for me some of the most entertaining moments i've had in my entire life are when i was either in the same room in the same car in the same internet chat as my friends back home like laughing so hard none of us can breathe including the person driving please pull over (laughs) (laughs) yeah and this is where discernment comes in Mm -hmm. because you have to be able to discern like okay maybe that's not the joke i should tell right now Mm -hmm. because sometimes given the situation or like what's been going on in that person's week something that you say that usually would be fine is not <laughs> the thing you should say now mm-hmm. um, just because like maybe they're having a harder week or like that specific jab that you usually can tease them with is a more sensitive more sensitive topic because maybe they're like if you always joke about their grades or something like that and they just failed the test mm-hmm uh, bad no, timing. <laughs> bad timing. That's the second rule of comedy, by the way, timing. Yeah. The first rule is subverting expectations. The second rule is timing. And so there's there's a certain medium that mastered that after a while, and that's cartoons. Because mm-hmm. cartoons can do the thing that no human being can do, and that survive everything. <laughs> and so, you know, if you have, let's say, something like Wipeout, you can be assured that that comedy is okay because those people, first of all, signed up for it. They're like, I want to put myself through this. I know it'll be funny. I know that I'm going to look like a fool, but I want it, and I think it's funny, and I want that money. So they'll sign up for it. They'll sign all the, the health waivers, and they'll get ready just in case something goes wrong, but otherwise... The, the crew has padded up the course as best as they possibly can. There's tons of legal eyes on the project, so they have to make sure that they get it as safe as possible. So it's super okay, basically. Like, it's mm-hmm. super secure, and you really don't need to feel bad about laughing at someone else that is putting themselves through that because they signed up for it and they know they're funny. <laughs> um, most of the people on Wipeout anyway were people who just watched the show and just wanted to be on. So. I mean, that could have been me up there, man. <laughs> I mean, it's back. You, that you is have true. Your I chance. could sign up. That is. Oh, I'm gonna do that now, for real. Actually, I'm gonna do that when I when I'm done. But uh-huh. uh But then there's the other side of it, which is let's say cartoons. Cartoons do this thing where they can shoot each other. They can get crushed by one-ton weights from Acme. They can get yeah. punched, thrown off a cliff. Uh, they can have anything happen to them, and that's why they were so entertaining to, to especially children, because children live in this reality that is weighing them down because their imaginations yeah. are so. And brutal. that is an interesting thing. Like I said, I not, I'm not super into physical humor, at least when it comes to like humans. Mm-hmm. But with cartoons, like physical humor, like that's. It's because you you understand them to be immortal beings. Yeah. Anything can be done to them, and they're fine. Tom and Jerry is awesome. Tom and Jerry is is a fantastic (laughs) example. No matter what, at the end of the episode, it will, uh, like, Tom and Jerry follows a loop every single time. Jerry is trying to do something. Tom wants to stop him. They go on a little bit of a run for, like, 20 minutes, and then at the end, Jerry accomplishes what he wanted to do, and Tom is incapacitated to some degree. Yeah. So, it's just a loop. Always. Every single week, Tom tries to take out Jerry 
And that's just the way that it is. It's always wacky. It's always humorous. It's really creative. And I think the most, the, the ones that really grabbed at that whole, I am an immortal cartoon and can do whatever I want vibe was most certainly Looney Tunes. Definitely. Because their whole thing, they were first of all motivated by the orchestra playing in the background. That was one of the most important aspects of Looney Tunes. That's the tunes part at the end. It's Looney cartoons with tunes playing in the background that are motivating every single action. Yeah. This might be a tangent, but do you think silent films kind of also played off of that? Most certainly. Because, um, like, music is also something that motivates humor a lot. Oh, no, a, a ton. Actually, uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, they didn't write that movie before they found the music. They found the music first, listened to the music, and then wrote the script while they were listening to the soundtrack. So, that makes so much sense. Exactly. So like all the comedy moments, those were all influenced by all the sounds and all the music they were listening to. And especially with silent films, using music like that, that's how we got people like Charlie Chaplin doing mm-hmm. those crazy stunts. That's how we had the Three Stooges. Like they slowly developed into having the ability to use talking and all of that, but they still had music in the background no matter what to sort of push how funny things are. Because music influences how you see a scene. In fact, I actually encourage, I encourage our listeners right now, after you're done with the episode, it would be cool to go onto YouTube and look up, let's say, just say, uh, just type in something like trailer in five different styles or something. What you'll find is a small section of editors that are bored out of their mind and they decided to make trailers of their favorite movies, games, whatever, in different genres. I saw one that was awesome. Incredibles 2 in five different genres. There was romance, there was comedy, there was horror, and the editing, the music changed the meaning of everything. (laughs) And it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that's where you usually end up going with cartoons. They try to keep things lighthearted, and they usually use wacky sound effects. Like even today in modern cartoons that are super serious, uh, one that I was thinking about most recently was a show called Slug Terra super serious show and it's it it doesn't take itself seriously all the time i was gonna say i mean it's about slugs that you shoot out of guns but the story is super serious (laughs) like the story is super serious the characters are usually taking themselves super seriously but every now and then you have a comic relief character that has specific sound effects only dedicated to him Mm -hmm. when he's on screen and certain sounds and certain sound of not sound effects but like certain soundtracks that are dedicated to him being on screen and only him because he's the comic relief character and they need you to know hey this guy is going to be funny for a second so just sit back and let him do his thing for for a bit now is the time to laugh <laughs> and so that's kind of where all of those things sort of branched from mm-hmm. we started looking into ways of sort of creating a comedy of music a comedy of sound and that all culminated into things like wipeout where you had soundtracks that were playing in the background like you hear the theme song of wipeout and you immediately think oh this is like a camp like you are at a camp you you have this obstacle course in a lake made out of inflatable rafts or something and then you know it's just a psychological thing yeah so kind of just coming back off of that tangent uh, with the music and video games and all that good stuff is it okay that we have all these different interactions with comedy there have been certain movements historically within the church i think that 
have leaned towards stoicism or stoicism uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you know people don't want to show their emotions and I think even now in modern times people don't think it's okay to uh, make jokes and be a Christian uh, you know granted there are certain things that we shouldn't laugh at like we've said collateral discernment <laughs> always uh, <laughs> But in general, God did design us to have the ability to laugh. And that I think is a huge blessing Mm -hmm. because laughter is, you know, the best medicine or whatever. That classic saying. (laughs) And it really does help us through hard times. And I think another point sort of along with that is that Jesus laughed, at least presumably. Uh, We have verses where he cried. Yes, so the fact that he had emotion would imply the the very real possibility that he did laugh and found things comical. Fully God, fully human. Mm -hmm. He had the ability to laugh. It's safe to say that. Um, He was also a great storyteller with the parables and everything. Which could potentially mean that he was a really good comedian. Yeah. Um, (laughs) One pastor that I had uh, kind of went in depth about how Jesus was a little bit towards the sarcastic side every now and then, Mm -hmm. if you like really get into stuff. Um, And all of that is to say that Jesus had a personality. He wasn't just this like blank, I am here to save you type of guy. Like he related to people and so relating with people involves making them laugh a lot of the time um i think maybe in that same sermon uh with that pastor was when um he mentioned this painting that this guy called uh willis wheatley did i think it's from like the 70s or something Mm -hmm. and so if you're listening you should definitely google that painting because you know when you think of like paintings of jesus it's usually like, okay, he's on the cross, or um, maybe he's like with the little children, like that's a pretty popular one. This one is kind of more of a like, not abstract, but it's like less, um, how do I wanna say it? It's uh, a little bit more fluid with the line work, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more of an artsy style, and it's of Jesus laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really cool because it's just like, yeah, he did laugh. Um, he, or at least we assume he did. Um, it's it's a safe assumption. Yeah, it's a very safe assumption that Jesus laughed, and I think that just like makes him really human mm-hmm. and relatable. Yeah, and that was part of the appeal of uh, Jesus and the Chosen. Whenever they were coming up with his character, they actually made him kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was super serious, and he could take care of business when he needed to, but. He could also be kind of hilarious, especially when when he was around children. Yeah. And uh, it's a thing with my family that we talk about how God has a sense of humor. Uh, there's this story that my mom likes to tell about um, when I was little, we had a cat and I really wanted her to have kittens. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like six. And so I prayed every single day for her to have kittens because like I just really wanted kittens. That's passion. <laughs> Um, at least I told my mom I was praying every single day. I don't know if I was praying every single day. Hey, if you're a kid and you believe that you're praying, you're probably praying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just really wanted some kittens to, like, snuggle and play with. And my mom was like, okay, you know. And I was like, if we if she has kittens, can we keep them all? 
And she's like, sure, knowing that. Oh, that um, was a mistake, though. It's such a mistake. But she said that because, like, she had just taken my cat in to get fixed at the vet, right? Mm -hmm. Except <laughs> uh, she had taken her in along with, like, our other cats that we had at the time. Um, and that particular cat was too young to get the surgery. And the vet didn't say anything. And oh. um, so Sleeping Beauty, that was the cat's name, because I was also obsessed with Sleeping Beauty at that uh -huh. age. Right, yes. Of uh, she managed to get out one day for like a span of two hours, <laughs> find herself a man, and come back with kittens to fulfill my prayer request. Um, and so like all of these weird coincidences happened and it's not a coincidence because like God really did answer this, that mm -hmm. prayer. Um, and we didn't end up keeping all of the kittens. Like my mom talked me out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, we did keep a few of them, but. <laughs> of course. Uh, I was super excited. I was like, God answers prayers. <laughs> And my mom was just like, God thinks he's really funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's a, actually a common phrase between me and my mom, too. A anytime that something some, somewhat inconvenient happens, uh, it's usually a common thing to be like, Jesus thinks he's funny. Yeah. And it's, it's just a funny thing. Because he is. Mm -hmm. He knows he is. <laughs> but as a, as a final point, as something that I think that really should be reflected on hardcore with this episode... We're talking a lot about how good this sort of content is, how edifying it, it can potentially be, and how potentially related to scripture it can be with the whole reality of Jesus being human, thus would have had to experience at some point or another laughter mm -hmm. and joy and comedy and all of that. Now, the primary issue that a lot of people tend to gravitate towards, tend to have at least some form of understanding of, is this idea of not being able to practice moderation. Not being able to take this sort of reality of, I shouldn't be watching this sort of content so frequently. This content may not be bad for me, but it's distracting me from my studies, it's distracting me from praying, it's distracting me from thinking about God. And at some point or another, that sort of stuff can get pretty deep because it starts actually affecting how you are as a person. Mm -hmm. Whatever content that you're taking in is what you're going to be putting back out. So that's why, like, I mean, just look at it this way. Horror directors, they look kind of unhinged sometimes. Uh, or they look like they've seen a thing or two. That's just because they've been so involved in their content for so long. That's just who they are now or action film directors like Michael Bay. He just yeah. looks like the guy that wants I to blow stuff up. I think it's a verse in James that talks about the concept of like what you take in is what you produce. Or maybe that's not in James. Um, maybe that's... If you the... say it confidently enough, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tree with good fruit, spring Yeah, that verse. one, yeah. Yeah, isn't that... That's somewhere. Uh, don't it's ask in me. the Bible. It's somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> You guys should read that sometime. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, we're a really big advocate for the Bible. It's one of our we favorite like books. We like that book. It's a good one. It's really good. Like the plot, I did not see the ending coming. I really didn't. I thought I thought the story ended like halfway through the final act. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even know what the final act would be. Jesus' death. Ah. Uh. 
And then it. But what about the rest of the books? That's why I said halfway through the halfway through the ending. <laughs> like that's the thing. All the other stories are all building up into this major arc. It's super interesting. You guys really uh-huh. got to take a look at it. And like, be careful though. There's like tons of versions of it, because it's, it just keeps on getting like republished over the years for some reason. So you just got to pick the one oh, that's yeah, right for you. Oh yeah, and it comes in bunches of different languages too. So it's actually one of the confusing. best-selling books of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really impressive. It was written back in like at least it started Old being written times. in like like four like four no eight hundred BC apparently. I don't even know if that's the right date. Well, I mean, like time time according to one understanding of the Bible is that time started in four thousand BC, huh. but like writing itself wouldn't have started until much later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Especially given the time of Moses. But anyway. (laughs) Anyway. We are actually Bible students, for those who didn't know that. We do that thing where we study the Bible every day. Uh, We do that one thing. We do that thing. thing. That is the thing. So many classes, so many (laughs) professors, so many meetings, so many group projects. I hate the group projects. Uh, Not the group projects. Don't make me. They're despicable. Despicable. (laughs) But... Yes, moderation. That is the most important part, I think, Especially to take away. Especially when it comes to group projects. Yes. <laughs> do your group projects in moderation. In fact, don't do them at all. They're dangerous. But no. But also your comedy. Yes. And actually, pretty much anything that we've talked about on this show so far, every single collateral thing that we've said. moderation. Collateral moderation. Is that... Ne- okay, so we got collateral creatives, collateral discernment, and collateral moderation. We're going to have to get t-shirts with these little, like, traits. Yeah. Yeah. I th- uh, we should get a collateral creatives t-shirt. Yeah. I think that'd Can be we have hoodies? I like hoodies. I know you like hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes. Moderation and everything. Because everything that we've talked about in this show, everything that we've discussed, every single thing that we've said is okay, is okay to a fault. There will come a to time. To a certain point, not yeah. to a fault. No, That's it, different. Well, fine then. But yes. Linguistics major. Linguistics major. I'm the one that makes this show. It's different. Uh-huh. <laughs> I could make myself sound right. We're going to be wrapping it up there. I think that our main point has been covered rather well, even though it was briefly touched upon. The whole idea of moderation is really the point that we're trying to drive home. Everything that you do, everything that you decide to do with your life and your time is going to be reflected in your later on years. Everything that you decide to do, everything that you decide to intake. Of course, there are certain things that certain people are better at handling, but it's always about being aware of how much you're taking in and how much you can handle. Uh, to set us up for next week, as we've been doing, uh, we have a pretty fun topic next week. We're going into YouTube, specifically with one creator named Austin McConnell. Not to be confused with me, who has the same first name. What? You're Not all Austins are the same? Actually, it's pretty shocking how similar we all are. Weird. Yeah, it's really odd. Uh, the point for next week's episode is going to be YouTube is a fantastic platform for unique content. So is it possible to get something edifying out of it? Because a lot of people tend to look at YouTube as sort of the source of hell Mindless these days. Mindless scrolling. Yeah, especially now that they've taken on sort of a TikTok sort of... Yeah, with the YouTube with shorts. With the YouTube shorts, yeah. So now you only, you're only expected to give about, you know, 10 seconds of screen time and then you move on to the next thing. So we'll be talking about that quite a bit in the next episode. Uh, it'll be... I'm going to have a lot of fun with it, I think, because I love yeah. uh, social like social interaction study basically i'm sure there's a much more technical term for that but yeah uh sociology sociology. (laughs) so yes i'm I'm looking forward to it myself personally or anthropology maybe 
that's more of dead people. I people think, watching. Well, no, because linguistics falls under anthropology and we deal with life people anyway <laughs> <laughs> alrighty everyone thank you all so much for watching uh, or listening really uh, remember as watching usual, with your ears yes uh, remember though uh, we now have our email account set up so if you have any comments for us or any topics that you want us to talk about or anything you just want us to address on the show feel free to reach out to us uh, at cc moody 22 at gmail.com again that's ccmoody22 at gmail.com we look forward to seeing you come back around next week we're going to be going into some fun topics of social media of course so we'll see you all there yeah it's, it's going to be great we'll see you then farewell farewell